Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus, and I'm delighted to bring you my interview with Josh Russ Tupper, the co-owner of Russ and Daughters. It's wonderful to see someone who goes against the grain, and in this case, it's going back to a family business and becoming the fourth generation co-owner along with Josh's cousin, Nikki Fetterman. Russ and Daughters is a New York staple. It's probably world renowned now that it's been on everything from Louis C.K. to the New York Times like every three months. Finally, they've opened this wonderful restaurant in addition to the appetizing store. It was such a joy to have Josh on the show and I strongly encourage you take me out for a lunch, brunch, or dinner at Russ and Daughters after you hear our interview. I think you'll know why. How many people are familiar with Russ and Daughters? The legendary appetizing store um, who is opening their restaurant. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So for everyone who is here, because we are so lucky that Josh joined us on a, probably one of the most stressful evenings of your That's life. Right. I, got, I got five minutes of sleep before I <laughs> Please head over to Russ and Daughters tomorrow first thing. Um, I want to start at the beginning, though. Um, I wanted to ask, that's you. Yeah, that's you. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, since you grew up on an ashram, what, what about growing up on an ashram enabled you to succeed in the cutthroat business, of the restaurant business in New York? This is a, I think it was being a vegetarian for the first 10 years of my life. It really helped. Is this yeah. what it looked like when you were there? Oh my God, what the, where'd you find that? It's the Ananda so this ashram. This is the problem with Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's absurd. Are you in that picture? Uh, maybe. In that blue shirt. In the, is that you, really? Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, crazy. Were there things you, you, you still go to that you got out of growing up in a particular... I'm guessing you had a hippie to be childhood. I'm going to put that out there. I had a hippie dippy jump. Is that a, is that a fair assessment? It's pretty fair. Until um, I was ten, I was hanging out at these festivals with the guru and lots of Sanskrit chanting and such. I don't think it's that different than Reform Judaism because I feel like whenever I'm chanting, I have no idea what I'm saying. Well, I don't think well, it's that's the funny thing. <laughs> Everyone at the ashram were Jew. Everyone there, they were all Jews. The Jewu thing, like, is true. <laughs> It's really big there. Now, you went into, um, you didn't, I think there's an image because you're a fourth generation owner that you were always working at the store, but you weren't, in fact. And you um, went on to do chemical engineering, is that correct? Yeah, I went to school for chemical engineering. I rebelled from the ashram life and uh, got a chemical engineering degree and worked in on the West Coast for five years in semiconductors doing things that I couldn't explain to anyone. That's good, because I couldn't understand them even if, you tried, even if no. you tried in Sanskrit or Hebrew, I wouldn't understand either, though. I mean, no different than in English. Right. <laughs> um, but what, what propelled you to say, like, I'm don't want, I don't want to do this anymore? Well, there was, like, a, a point in my life when I was, like, 25 or 26 that I started questioning where I was from and what my family did. And I knew very little about my mother's side of the family, which was the Russ and daughter's side. And I started talking to my grandmother more and asking her about her life. And her whole life was working in the store. <clears throat> so in that path, I, I heard that my uncle was 
considering retirement or looking for a way to, to stop working so much and um, was considering selling the store. So I started talking to him and said I would leave my career. It was like this whole thing. I was working in the corporate world and I wanted, you know, I felt strongly about family businesses. And Why did you feel strongly about it? Because it's so atypical for people in our um, milieu to, to go do that. And by milieu, I just mean anyone. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in an ashram and it was like very from the earth. Uh, and seeing like the, the strip malls and the box stores and everything else sort of like just went against my nature. Um, so seeing all that, I, I, you know, as well as thinking about my family, I started thinking about the, you know, American society and how it's changing and, you know, box stores and Walmarts and everything else is happening. It's just bad for people. Um, so I, I felt really strongly that this business, which I really knew nothing about, um, should stay in the family and should be kept going. Uh, so I started talking to my uncle and he tried to convince me in every possible way not to do this, you know. I had a, an engineering job and I was playing golf a couple times a week and I was like sales guys, trips and drinking and fun. That sounds miserable to me, but yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Um, I want to show some pictures um, and because we're doing this for a podcast, if you can help me describe them, that would be great. Jason, can we show a couple... Oh, what? sorry. I got that off Facebook. I just thought that was really funny. We can go to the next one. That's a funny it's photo a of you. Interesting time in Jamaica. Oh. <laughs> Two of my friends that were with me are, are in, the, in the audience. What, what was he on during that time of that yeah, Nothing. Um, so, so this is when... This is Russ and Daughters. Yeah. Same. This is Russ and Daughters circa early 1940s. And there was a renovation happening. And this is the original... Uh, not the original store, but the, when we moved from Orchard... And there was a little expansion. There's like four more feet of the store now to the right. That was a little bread shop. Oh, wow. So there's a sign for what you have been waiting. Russ and Daughter's business going on as usual. Um, we're enlarging our quarters. Or, I don't know what it says up there. But we recreated that sign for the restaurant. Um, yes. Okay, which you've now opened on... Um, I went there yesterday. Where is it? Uh, oh, Orchard, uh, Orchard between Rivington and Delancey. Orchard not, between Rivington. It's Riving open tomorrow. It's open tomorrow. Yeah. I, I didn't encourage other people to go stalk, <laughs> but I'm just saying I went there the other day. Okay, so then... Katie was at the door the other day. Like, it's true. Let me in. Just a couple, a couple pieces away. of bagel. Just come on. Some crumbs. Um, and so we, I think we have a couple more that I just wanted to show people who haven't been there. No, this is your grandmother? That's, yeah, and one of the original daughters. And it was, it was a huge deal to, to hand down the store to women. Yeah, technically it wasn't really handed down to women. My great-grandfather we like to think of as a feminist, and, and he wasn't. Okay. Um, That's, no, I like that. He was, he was a business. <laughs> I like honesty. He was a businessman, and he had three beautiful daughters and brought them into the business and put them in the name of the business um, to help, but they... The girls and their husbands uh, owned and ran the business. And so, like, when they were looking to get married, did he insist that they work in the business, the men? Yeah. Oh, all the men worked in the business. And is that the case for your girlfriend as well? No, it's not at all. <laughs> she owns a flower business, and I don't want to work with her. <laughs> Even though she's doing the flowers for the plants for the restaurant. Her hands probably smell a lot nicer than yours at the end of the day, is what I'm going to guess. <laughs> I got you actually some no antibacterial um, soap for when you go home to her. Um, it's in there. Okay, let's keep going to the next one. 
I did. I really did. This is my great grandfather, Joel Russ, and the three girls. Um, on the left is Hattie, who actually passed away last two weeks ago. I'm sorry. At 101. At 101. Great long life. Wow. Like, it's a celebration. It was, she had a wonderful life. And Ida, uh, just on the right, and my grandmother uh, on the far right. Do you feel in any way like you're setting back the clock by being <laughs> Russ and daughters and great-grandson? Or I'm, like, screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is all of my cousins, there's seven of us, and I think there are now seven girls born. Mm. Not one boy. Is that right? Everyone has girls. It must be in the fish. <laughs> so that's my grandmother on the right. Um, and that's the store before the renovation without that four extra feet there on the left. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then let's keep going list a little bit more, Jason, if that's cool. And that's on the... Oh, that's my grandmother and grandfather. Herb and Ann. And then we're going to bring it up to, up to date... Because it looks so similar still. Right. And that's me and my cousin, Nikki. And I, that's the store today, basically. Do you feel like there's a difference in how your locks taste than in and other places? Yes, absolutely. And uh, have you heard of Zabar's or Barney's Greengrass? No. No? What are they? Um, well, I'm glad you haven't heard of them, because what I was going to do is do a taste test, a blind taste test. Nice. And see if you can tell the difference between your locks and their locks. So, we're going to put a, blinders on. <laughs> Is this like the most hardcore, like, usually he's told he's a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> Does someone have a, oh, here, we have forks here. We're really high class here. <laughs> Which store do you think that was? I think I'm going to re reserve my... Oh, until after. Okay. How did that taste? It tasted similar to our, yeah, to our Western Nova, but I'm not sure. Do you need a water to, to clean your palate? Palate cleanser? No. Okay. Okay. My palate's good. Okay. This is a very, very confident taste tester. Oh, this is number three, right? Oh, that looks good. No, no, we have one more. You already. <laughs> At least they're good enough that he finished them. You know, like even if it's not his store, right? <laughs> that was not great. Oh. All right. So let's. Should we? Do you know which ones they are? Okay, All right. Let's let's hear from Josh, one, and then you'll you'll correct him. There's one issue there, Katie. Okay. Did you buy the same type of salmon? Oh. From the three different places. Russell Daughters have 12, has 12 different types of smoked salmon. What's this? I didn't buy any of Number them. two tasted like our Western Nova. Was that right? Number nothing. Number three. Three. three tasted like our Gas Bay. Okay. Number one is definitely not us. Okay, ooh. All right, but so number three tasted as good as number two. So number three and They're two... They're very different tastes, though. But they could easily both be from your store? Possibly. Possibly. But. So are you saying the competition, one of the competition is definitely not as good, and one of the competition is as good? No. 
No, I'm not saying that. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. let's hear what they number are. Number one that you said is not so good. Yeah. Belongs to, drum roll. Barney Greengrass. Garbage. Good catch. Uh, so now it's between these Overpriced. Two. Number two is from Zabar's. But what, what salmon did you buy there? I, I didn't buy it. And honestly, I wouldn't know either. Okay. They're all pink. They're pink. And number three is from... Russ and Daughters. Did you buy that? No. Come on. I got, I got other stuff yesterday. <laughs> this is the shittiest competition ever. You don't, you don't know what you... I didn't have time to this, go today. Didn't you go in there? I did. I got other stuff there. Okay. That's for the next thing. But right now we know that we know that I don't do my own shopping. That's what boyfriends are for, and um, and um, the the uh, that Zavars is okay. And forget Barney's Greengrass. Well, if that was gas, it was that was an Eastern Nova at Zavars. It's not okay. It tastes like a, a wild Pacific salmon. It's like a very different texture, soft, like. Forget it. <laughs> Yeah, there it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't like swimming free. It probably didn't have good friends as it grew up in the school. It probably went to a bad school. That salmon. <laughs> that salmon went to a very bad school. That's a terrible joke. Um, De Blasio is on it. So I did want to do one other thing with you. It was Eastern Nova. Eastern. It was Eastern Nova. North. From. From from the northeast. From Martha's Vineyard, not Nantucket. No, from Russ and Daughters. From the, someone from the curtain just told you that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Does that change your mind? If I knew they were all Eastern, yeah. then I would have known that wasn't from us. Okay. I, I feel like you should just know, right? <laughs> also, one customer mentioned that, that you guys are out of chubs. <clears throat> chubs are hard to come by. Okay, well, he said you hadn't been selling them for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a small fish that tastes like a whitefish from the Great Lakes that uh, hasn't been around. But now we can just send him to Barney's Greengrass. To get chubs? Yeah. No, I don't yeah. know if they have chubs there, but just right. send him. We have something like chubs that they may be calling chubs. Okay. They're not chubs. <laughs> Cisco's. I'm just sharing okay. the knowledge that I learned. That from your, the person that's shopping for you. Yeah. Great. Um, so uh, I did want to do one other test. I, I do know you, you um, first of all, I'm so excited. Are you excited about the store? No. Are you excited about the restaurant? Um, I'm a little nervous, actually, about the restaurant. What about it in particular? Not making it perfect. Do you feel like there's more pressure there because it's a family business? Like, I think in some ways, when it's not your own, you can kind of leave it at the end of the day and even unconsciously a little bit be like, it's not my problem on a certain level, but because your name is on it? Yes, definitely. I made, a, a I think, a million-dollar mistake in engineering, and it was less anxiety making than some stupid decisions that I make at the store. Yeah. And also because you have the legacy of, of all of your family as well as the Jewish people in general because it... Legacy of the Jewish people. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, one of the other things that you guys are, are known for is that you cut salmon, or slice salmon so well. Mm -hmm. um, 
that people can read the New York Times, they always say, that they could read the New York Times through it. Depending on what type of salmon you buy. Okay, but not depending on what type of New York Times you're reading. It's the regular font. <laughs> no, no, it's the, the large one. The uh, Reader's no, Digest. No, no. I got, no, I brought this Times, and I would like you to slice some salmon on top, and I want to see if I can read it. Okay. You are known amongst all the slicers that you are the best slicer. That is what everyone at Russ and Daughters told me. Not just because you're their boss. It's no what pressure. they said too. No they pressure. said that also. They've been coached to say that. Oh, no, no. We have... Oh, it's already sliced. Perfect. No, no, no. We have... No, no. That's a different salmon. Uh-oh. I think we're going to have to wait for the actual... Wait. Hold from... on one second. I think the store might Josh. be closed. Maybe Josh. Right, Maybe right we can just do that on the podcast. He'll, he'll go... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll go get... Oh, no, no, in the fridge, there's, um, there's Check the fridge, a huge Josh. thing in locks, in, in a plastic bag in the fridge back there. Don't worry. See, I'm all over it. That's the stuff I got. All right, so while he does so, that, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Do you, you mentioned to me once that you found um, slicing to be a meditative... You don't need to read this. It's a horrible article. It's about um, House of Cards, I think. Oh, it's a great article. Um, <laughs> you mentioned to me that you found slicing locks to be quite meditative. It is. Um, it, it's it's a very difficult thing to do, but when you figure it out, it's like what it's like. It's like doing something that is sort of second nature after ten years of doing it that calms you down in the midst of a bunch of angry Jews yelling at you. Is that is that is that the preponderance of your customer? That is not. You have so many different kinds of no, customers. Yeah, we have. I've, Great customers. Absolutely. The other thing that I thought was so interesting is you have such a range of people who work behind the counter, mm -hmm. age-wise, gender. Mostly Dominicans. Mostly Dominicans. Or Jew-Dominicans, as we like to call them. And so they, I remember one of them wrote um, a transliteration of Yiddish to be able to communicate with the customers. You didn't, read, you didn't read that about you? Was that in the book? Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> but may or may not be. <laughs> no, it's probably true. We have... We have two guys that have been working there, uh, one 33 or 34 years and one 37 years. Wow. And they both, both speak Yiddish, basically. A lot of people think the restaurant business is, is very glamorous. Does it feel more so that way now because foodie culture is so in? The restaurant business? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. The restaurant business is terrible. What about it we'll in see. particular? Ask me in a couple months. The okay, stress oh, how it is. and the anxiety and trying to open a restaurant tomorrow. <laughs> what and time does not, it not open? Sleeping, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah. And I just want to ask one question. When people have coffee that's a little cheap, even though the rest of the food is more expensive, price-wise, I don't yeah, mean in terms yeah. of kind of, is that a way to lure customers in so that you're like, oh, I'll get a cup of coffee, and then you end up staying and buying more? Is our coffee too cheap? Well, no, no, no. I think your coffee is a good price, and I don't think you should raise it, but okay. I was just curious. Is that, a, is that a technique, even subconsciously? Coffee is not something that costs a lot of money. So I think our theory is you don't need to charge 400% markup on... That is not a flat plate, Josh. So we don't slice on curved plates at the store. This is going to be so easy. <laughs> um, so we like to we charge a reasonable amount of money for coffee. This is what I bought at the store. You can slice on this, I think. I'll slice right on this. Yeah. This belt. And then we can play poker later. Okay, good. Okay. Can we get a little 
drum of the sizing. I don't think you should. Norwegian salmon? You picked it out. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lefty, by the way. This is a very important, important <laughs> tough task. Which is not allowed in the store. So when I walked into the store 11 or 12 years ago, I forget how many, um, they told me I couldn't slice with my left hand, so I had to learn with my right. And we don't really slice with butter knives. Okay. It's like improv. You know, your ancestors, when they were leaving Egypt, they didn't have time to get a... <laughs> oh, my God! Do you want to unwrap it on the table so people can see this insane... I hope this interview goes okay. <laughs> Just be nice. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, is it really bad? I have cut myself That's what I was told. That's why I was told not to do it blindfold. It's amazing. That's the so the back and forth motion. It is very seductive. Do you get hit on more by older women or older men? Bubbies or Zadies? Okay, let's see if we can read through it. Just one piece. Let's see if we can read through it. Hold on. Not a perfectionist. Not a perfectionist. Yes, you are a perfectionist. It says, Katie Lazarus is going to get her own television show. This is amazing, you guys. It works. You can really read the New York Times right through the locks. <laughs> Good. Thank you so, so much to Josh Tapper. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you to Ian Mazoff. Thank you to all of you for listening. Please go to the Employee of the Month show website and donate, get involved. You can nominate people. You can tweet at me, at Katie Lazarus. Hopefully nice things. Uh, yeah, either way, have a good one and I'll talk to you soon.